You're listening to Rocket Night. This is Sharice with Rocket Night Magazine, and today we are speaking with Detroit band's Secondary Colors. I discovered them over Labor Day weekend when I was at the Hamtramck Labor Day Music Festival. I saw them perform and was uh, really, really interested in knowing more about them because their style is pretty unique. So, hey guys, you want to introduce yourself? Hello, uh, I'm Alex Jarmalek. I'm the drummer in the band. My name is Alex Belfi. I play guitar. I am Ben Devins, and I play bass, and we also all sing. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was, I'm always impressed when a drummer sings. <laughs> Great at it's it. Not, it's not easy, I know. <laughs> uh, and one thing that really stands out, you're singing. Because you guys actually harmonize. Yeah, we try. Yeah, we yeah, try we to. We certainly try. <laughs> I mean, were you in chorus when you were younger? I mean, how did this whole harmony thing come about? We just decided that we wanted to incorporate some of our bigger influences. <clears throat> you know, Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young is one of the big ones for sure. We all, like, that was a huge, just a big band for us when we were, when we were younger. And yeah, just, we all have voices and... We all wanted to use them. Actually, when I met you guys, I said that you sound like Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. And I didn't know that you were purposefully trying to sound like that. That we're huge but, fans. Uh, you guys are in your 20s, I presume. How the heck have you grabbed on to the sound of the 60s? I mean, do your parents play it? I want to hear about this. Um, yeah, it was, I think it was mostly our parents, um, and growing up with that. And then also just a lot of like streaming services with, uh, playlists and stuff. They'll recommend you a lot of old music. It doesn't like really discriminate on if it's older or newer. So I've, I've found a lot of stuff through just discovering it online after listening to like the classics and stuff. And then you just, you just go deeper and deeper. What about the two Alexes? <laughs> Uh, well, I don't know. Alex one here. Yeah, I know. Do you go by Alex J and Alex B? I don't know how you guys uh, do That's that. Typically, yeah, like either. either that or like we go by our last names. Yeah, but uh, no, I mean, my dad had a lot of CDs. He showed me a lot of like '80s music and stuff like that. But I didn't really dive deeper into the '60s music until probably like later on in high school. I was just kind of like hitting a wall with some of the music I was listening to, and I just kind of I was just looking for something new and. Yeah, I don't know. I just got got really into it around the same time. I was kind of like meeting these guys. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's similar. Like our, our my my dad just as Ben's like was in music when he was younger, and my dad like from a very early age. My parents used to play, you know, Elvis and the Beatles for me, and that was that was like 
those were the only bands I really knew existed. And then like my friends, you know, they would be listening to Smash Mouth and I'd be like, this is our bowling for soup. And I'm like, well, this is not the same kind of music. I didn't know this existed. And like just over the years, my, you know, my dad showing me how to play, you know, won't get fooled again on guitar. That's kind of how I got started really with music in general, just through my dad. And I would say that their his influence on me musically is probably the, the biggest. And yeah, just listen. I just remember, you know, every, just as anyone would go through a phase um, with me, like music, they'd be into one band, maybe everybody got really into Lana Del Rey around in a certain period of time. And during that time I was into, I was into traffic, you know, it's like, it's like take whatever whatever the whatever whatever the zeitgeist is at the time i'm i was listening to like things 20 25 years prior 30 years prior not like in because i wanted to be cool but just because like my i wasn't but <laughs> i i just yeah i that was just all i i, I wanted to listen to uh does your dad play music not anymore but he he's i mean he was the one that like wanted me to start and i still use his guitar his acoustic guitar and yeah, he he's 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 very he's very supportive. Ben plays music. Yeah, my my dad is in uh my dad's played in like a lot of blues bands around Detroit. He's a singer, so I guess that's a big part of where I get it from. I I've gone to been just dragged around to all my dad's shows, so I've been watching like live music ever since I was a kid and uh got got some singing talent from him. So that's that's nice. Now you mentioned Lana Del Rey and I guess music, contemporary music. I figured most people in their twenties listen to, I don't know, urban type hip hop, maybe alt rock. That's why it is really unusual that you have an affinity for the sixties. When you play out at clubs, what is, what is the audience's reaction? your music i usually we always i mean at least in my experience we always get like comparisons to like either the beatles or pretty much i hear a lot of the beatles or like the beach boys i think it just has a lot to do with the harmonies but there's a lot of like uh you know we meet a lot of older fans i guess who are saying like oh like i haven't you know i haven't seen a lot of bands playing like music like this or like it reminds me of like what i used to listen to and it is like uh i just think it's cool i think it it's like has some appeal to i mean i'd like to think it has some appeal to everyone i guess you know it's all subjective but usually it's it's just uh kind of like bringing it back to like oh it reminds me of like some something from that era to an extent usually with most people well i saw on Bandcamp you have a few singles there and it looks like they came out in 2021 is that when you formed the band um i think it was i think it was 2019 or i think we were playing like senior year of high school which was 2019 2018 for us and then we were just kind of messing around jamming and then 2021 was where we started like we decided oh we're gonna like actually start this band that's when that's when we started like our social media and just like start tried to make a real effort at releasing stuff and recording stuff I asked because a lot of people during COVID formed bands. I mean, right after COVID, 2021, bam. I, that's why I wondered if you had formed it during COVID. That was actually, that actually in, inhibited our um, our growth to, in a certain, in a, in a sense, just because we did begin 
we kind of we began to start we started playing out um yeah oh yeah and then then that happened and so it was it was both it was it was it was both like it was both advantageous for us to like to take this opportunity to uh record and not you know not focus so much on playing live which that was that was beneficial but also it definitely we felt it as though like it, it was it was a hindrance to our 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 growth and and our into the community but that it was good that we it was good that we were able to yeah i think it to, was to take a breath it was good for us as like uh our band to get like more cohesive cohesive especially with like the harmonies like uh, you know we we definitely had a, a lot of extra time to like kind of nail some of those things down i guess do you guys sing a cappella? Is that how you practice your harmonies? We probably should. <laughs> um, but we usually we usually just uh we usually just sing. Um we're actually in the place we rehearse right now and we got uh mics and stuff and uh speakers, PA. So we just play the uh songs with it and we just rehearse it like we do it live. I listen to some of your songs and here's my description. Your look good, feel good, very 60s Brit rock. I'm sure you listen to a lot of Brit rock. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The majority. Yeah. That's the. What are some bands that you like? Um, Moody Blues, Wings, um, you know, Dave Clark Five. Are they a British band? I'm pretty sure they are. Yeah. They're, they're British. Yeah. Dave Clark Five, the you know. Who? The, the yeah. Kinks, the Who, the, the Kinks. Kinks. The Kinks are huge. The Pretty Things. Love the Kinks. Um, Oh, uh, what's the what's the faces? The small faces, um, just uh, yeah, humble pie. You could go off. Yeah. You could go <laughs> the Yardbirds. Uh, it's yeah, it goes it goes um, you know, Cliff Richards and the Shadows, um, obviously the Beatles, the Stones. Yeah, um, I'm sure I'm missing some that I I, I would, I'm gonna regret <laughs> yeah. regret not mentioning right now, but. Well, I'm going to mention one, the zombies. I think. Oh they're yeah, that's my that's, what? Those that's are like our a, yeah. We love, we love the zombies. zombies. That was like one. Of, that's one of my favorite bands. So. Well, they're, because you have a Mellotron in your song "Blinding Glare." Yeah, Let's do. talk about that Mellotron and the zombies. <laughs> it's great. I I honestly forgot we had that in there. <laughs> Mellotron is a big part of the sound too, and like some of our upcoming tracks are. I, I don't know do 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 they have Mellotron on them? No, we're, we're going. Oh yeah, well that's a ham. In like our I don't know. Like speaking for myself, like in our in my solo stuff, and the same with them. Like we all make demos on our own, mm-hmm. um, and then come together, and that's kind, and then practice uh, and learn learn the song that the other person wrote or co We kind of finish them off together, co-write them, and a lot of times, you know, they'll be they'll be done or f- semi-formed on Logic or Reaper or pro tools and often like in my demos i'll put mellotron in when it when it calls for it but yeah that's a big definitely a big sound a big that's a like that that texture really does evoke that period so well yeah i think the zombies aren't they supposed to be at the royal oak theater this month yeah, they're actually still like pretty good which you know that's which is kind of cool it's 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 not often you find a band that's still trucking that they can still actually like pump out their pump out their tunes are they all together too i think right. chris white is gone he was the original bass player mm-hmm. or is it chris Dre- no chris dreja or oh white 
quite yeah yeah and, he has a beautiful voice too yeah oh yeah uh, and then i think that uh rod ardent argent i think he's definitely in it and so is colin blundstone he, he plays uh, the the organ yeah i don't know if the uh the original drummer is there anymore i think the bass player and the drummer have been somebody Ar just passed away it might have been the drummer because i don't think rod argent or colin, colin the two those guys are definitely still still mm -hmm. around Maybe the guitarist. Whenever they come to Florida, I see them. Oh, I mean, cool. always I see yeah. them. And if you have the opportunity to see them in really, Royal Oak, I strongly suggest it. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean that album is so good, and even their new one. I, like I was, I was surprised. Like there was some stuff off it that I was like, "This is pretty cool, actually." Like that's that is that is really really refreshing when you see a band that that like see, they they held on to what made them appealing and what you know kind of spoke to you you know and their first records i mean and after odyssey and oracle like that's crazy they just blew up and then didn't rot what what soul what was the solo project that rod argent went on to uh he did that song hold your head up and his band was called argent yeah that was it that's, mm -hmm. I can't believe it. it's just yeah. argent and that song hold your head up people always think he's saying whoa Hold your head up, whoa! As he's saying, "Hold your head up, woman." Oh wow, <laughs> woman! And the thing is, you know, I don't know if it's the accent or what. And whenever you see the zombies in concert, they always tell you that because they're trying to correct everybody. <laughs> Wrong. Yeah. Hold your head up, woman. Correct <laughs> the record, which is interesting. So, uh, yeah, they're one of my all-time favorite bands. Odyssey and the Oracle, love it. And uh, that's why when I saw the Mellotron, I thought, whoa. <laughs> now, your songs speak to you. You have a real jaunty kind of piano in there. Very, it's kind of a 50s sound. Yeah. How did uh, that song come about? I was listening to a lot of Peggy Lee at the time. Patsy mm -hmm. Klein. Patsy yeah. Klein. Mostly Pe Peggy Lee, though. Like, Patsy Klein was a little bit more country western, mm -hmm. but it was just like, I don't remember. I don't know what that genre is. It's not doo-wop, but it's like a, it's like early sixties, like kind of ballady, like waltzy kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Kind of like a, I don't know, like a lot of, a lot of the songs from the, the Brill building, you know, with a, a lot of the, the, um, Phil Spector kind of the, the at era, those people like that, um, New York sound. That's what I was kind of going for. And, yeah, I just I love that stuff and I wanted to make a song like that. And I don't play piano very well and our piano is pretty out of tune, but it <laughs> kind of lent itself well to the song. I was. Yeah, I, I liked it. Now, being from Detroit, obviously you're in Motown. Are any songs in the future going to have kind of an R&B feel, you think? I don't know about on this one. I'm, maybe I think the not. next one. There's some. Probably, Maybe. probably, probably. I mean, we definitely love our, our Motown. I yeah, mean, got some. Uh, I've got some ideas. I don't know. You guys, I've got. <laughs> I, yeah, that's but, uh, probably not in the next one, but like not, not, not the the first, not the next full length, but after that, on the second full length, probably we'll have some. Just because I, I feel like a lot of our influences are are less like. A lot of bands will do kind of a period, like period um, songs that Chris Sanchez guy you familiar with him he's huge right now um i he does like a lot of that 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 kind of 50s um Roy Orbison sound but like 
with a modern voice, like somebody who is probably would have won the voice, you know, last 10 years and that kind of stuff. Like we, we kind of take, we do like little bits and pieces of that and put it in our songs. Yeah. It's not super intentional. It's, I think it, yeah, it, it just kind of creeps in, you know? Yeah. So if it, it could happen, <laughs> yeah, it could happen. Its, um, <laughs> we'll see. Maybe we should <laughs> we get really intentional. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about your outfits. Uh, Uh (laughs) Uh, they basically the band wears secondary colors right i mean you're wearing jumpsuits that are pastel colors that are secondary Mm -hmm. how did that come about well it was it was actually uh alex belfie's idea of him of Mm -hmm. us to do it and Mm -hmm. i was really scared about doing it I i was anxious about going up on stage and uh I think it was our first show. I th- we we got them done. It was like kind of a rush to do it. We got them done like a week before, and then we went up. and I, I remember I really liked it when we were on stage because when we when you're all wearing the suits together, it feels like you're more of a unit, and you're kind of like wearing your uniform. So there's co- really cohesion, like the hives. They wear yeah, everything. Yeah, it felt like we like at least for me. I was like once we put the suit on and we were all like together with the suits on, it was like a whole different mindset. But <laughs> yeah. at first, I was a little. Oh, hesitant, but I think they they do they do catch your eye at least. I hope. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's it's nice to have a gimmick, especially like I think it, it's it's nice to have that. It's it's something that when you're a, a band starting out, and maybe I don't know. It's just it's I feel like it's important to have things that are what could attract. Well, I, and yeah, like at the very least, someone will be like, "Yeah, that band that was like wearing those suits." Or, yeah. yeah, they could have done better, but they look cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I actually commend you on it because that makes you look different. You're recognizable. Yeah. If I see you on stage, I know. Oh, that's secondary colors. That's true. And, <laughs> yep. Yeah, you look different from everybody at the festival. Yeah, that's <laughs> that is, that's very I true. That's it is. It is. It's a definitely an attempt to stand out, but also to have fun. And we we try to incorporate them into different outfits well we have like a workout outfit for the summertime yeah and that's what's fun is it's it's an expanding concept it's not just it doesn't have to be just the um just the jumpsuits it can we'll have we have like a we have have kind of like a mod one and yeah yeah, we mostly wear the jumpsuits we mostly wear the jump they're those are the most recognizable but in the future it'd be cool to like have just a bunch of like maybe like suits you know i know this or just you said wacky in stuff. your future he wants everything in his home to be Red Van fleet wears those flamboyant jumpsuits yeah yeah that'd be cool <laughs> that'd be awesome that'd be cool like to wear fringy or sequiny <laughs> yeah yeah that'd be great just something that's like obnoxious and that's that's just i don't know Very loud. it's fun you know people and people always say that they're always like oh that's so cool and and if it, it, as long as at least they'll remember us because of that, and like, they'll be <laughs> yeah. like, they'll they'll remember, oh that band, and then like, oh they they put it on a new record, oh that's great, let's yeah. see if they got better. <laughs> did you have them made? Where did you find them? So uh, yeah, I I ordered them on on Amazon. They were just red cap ones. Yeah, they, well they were white. They were white, white and then originally. I found a, a couple of a couple of fellas to dye them in Hamtramck. 
Yeah. Oh, so that's why they're pastel. That's <laughs> why where the heck do you find those? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's actually yeah. pretty funny though. Like I, at Target, like in the women's section, I, I after like I, I, I in the last couple of months, I've been seeing like green pastel jumpsuits. I have seen those too. Yeah. I know. It was it was it was wild. I was like, oh, look at what we did. Oh, we, yeah. <laughs> thanks a lot, Target. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you could take some white ones to tie dye them easily with Rit dye. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we use Rit dye. Good eye. You got a good eye for dye. Since <laughs> what everybody uses. So but you could do like tie-dyed versions of pastel colors, which should be very hippie-like. <laughs> <laughs> so did you guys all go to high school together? How did you meet? Um well, I uh I met Ben a little bit in school, but then I guess we were both uh working at Taco Bell together and then we kind of just kind of got to know each other pretty well through there and we would just go hang out and jam and then we were doing that for a few years and I've known this other Alex I knew him since like sixth grade fifth, sixth grade or something so I've always known him I know he's been doing music stuff but yeah and then because you got did you guys know each other very well before no and we we tried to form a band earlier but it just wasn't wasn't working we just i think we just had to grow into it yeah <laughs> i remember i was into metal at the time and that was definitely that was it that, that was a point of contention when you know i come to the rehearsal and i'm tapping <laughs> yeah yeah and it's like just not it's not not what we're going <laughs> yeah i needed to i needed to i needed to mature <laughs> So what are you guys up to now? We're getting towards the end of 2023. Are you working on new music? Do you have any big gigs coming up? What What are you up to? Um, well, this Friday, there is a uh, release, EP release show for Sugar Tradition. And we're going to be playing that on Friday, uh, October 13th at Old Soul Vintage in Detroit. Um, and then as far as recording and releasing, our we've been recording our first album for the past like year and a half now and it's finally going into mixing so that's going to be out soon and then after that we're just planning on writing more second album you know just keep going <laughs> yeah we got we got we're just raring to go i don't know i, wanna, <laughs> I just want to get it's yeah going. it's nice that we we all do write separately because you know we we we, we get this we amass this stockpile of songs that we can go kind of go through and but that's what's it's 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 we don't feel like there's anybody who really has has to carry the weight of like oh you're the primary songwriter or no you are it's we just we all we all are working on stuff you good. all are you all are multi instrumental too correct yeah, yeah sort of. several instruments we do our best enough to record our own stuff right? yeah but yeah so that's that's nice that, like we you know we're, we're kind of planning out the next one what song we want on the next one and and yeah that's what's nice about it, it would be like it would be frustrating if it, it was just like you know we had to wait for we had to wait for this guy or this guy <laughs> yeah. you know to to finish the song so we could start playing it and recording it but yeah we can be active on our since you guys are in your 20s you're fairly young do you see a real retro trend because i'm noticing a lot more interest in the old style what do you why do you think that is happening uh i would say so i think it's i mean it just kind of i think is what naturally happens over time is that you know people want to go back to something different than what's going on now um 
and I think like specifically like musically, I I think there's just kind of been like a revival of like uh kind of psychedelic psychedelic really. yeah kind of moving like the indie psych kind of all that yeah it's kind of i don't know there's just definitely an audience for it and then it's just like a style music that i think will always be appealing and there's always you know new ears listening so yeah i really think i i might be wrong on this but i think tame impala like coming out in the early 2010s was like started a lot of the like psychedelic revival 60s psychedelic because he he kind of had like a really uh retro sound with like the way he recorded and stuff and i think that influenced a lot of people in like the late 2010s and now into the 2020s there's a lot of people that are influenced by that and also old music so and yeah, there definitely so is a, yeah so popular there too. definitely is a revival yeah i've noticed there's a lot of psychedelic festivals too and it seems i saw the black angels in detroit last yeah, year great. and my god they blew me away yeah yep they're from austin uh what are your big plans let's say next year do you plan to go outside of detroit let's say get gigs in other states i mean what's the long-term goal i don't know i mean having Playing music outside of the state, I, I, that that's nice, but I think that we just want to keep making music and trying to reach more people and grow a following and just kind of keep doing what we're doing. Um, I guess for me, I think it's like that's something we would like to do, but I guess between like our our school and like work at the top at the moment, uh, like kind of organizing something, uh, at least ourselves and like financing all that be a lot at the moment but we're definitely like eager to i mean keep making music and then hopefully at yeah. some point get going outside of michigan yeah of we could like you know do a diy tour and put it together like we have the ability and you know we but i don't know it's it's it, a lot of work though it's a lot of work <laughs> and it's it's not like it's profitable in a sense you know and and it's profitable it's hard to measure that exactly like what is the profit, you know, making, getting more follows or getting more listeners or getting money. It's exposure. It's, it's all a weird thing. And the people that I've known who've done that the DIY thing, they've had a good experience and it's been, you know, they've, they've, they've gotten some more marginal success out of that. But I mean, it, it hasn't like, you know, broke them into a huge wider audience. And it's not that it, it couldn't, I just, I, I don't know. I think that it's, it would be, you know, going on a weekend run is cool, but definitely the the internet yeah is the is the best way to tour yeah so you all are studying right now in college i'm graduated they're still in college for uh music production Hi. Yeah. <laughs> oh so you were all studying music related uh i was they were doing music production i'm actually um i went to school for product development something completely unrelated <laughs> and now i have a job doing uh mechanical design so i i sit at a desk during the day and then at night i'm a rock and roller <laughs> that might be the smart thing to do <laughs> yeah it definitely was it was definitely the most physically responsible thing to do. not that not that our path wasn't it's just more of a portfolio career that he gets to go to one place and make up the money we have to go to multiple yeah i have a good friend up there in a blues band and he has a degree in accounting and that's basically what he does during the day. Plus, it comes in handy, you know, okay. <laughs> that and that's the thing. 
lot of people play music as an extension of their creativity. Others try to do it to make a living. It's it's not easy, but but it looks like you guys have a lot of gigs around Detroit. You've been playing a lot. Yeah, we can try. Yeah, and yeah. it's it's funny too because like we usually don't set these up. They just people kind of ask us to be on their bill, and we're just like, yeah, sure, we'll we'll play it. And we're really lucky that people like our music enough for them to ask us ask us to be on their bill because yeah it's just like some people have trouble getting shows and we know a lot of people and we're just we're extremely lucky for that and super grateful for it yeah the detroit like music community i guess has definitely been uh very kind and it's just or it's just been a great experience it's yeah. great to be around and it's uh yeah we have had a a, a great opportunity to like play some awesome mm-hmm. awesome shows even how new for you know even though we're very new to the scene it's it's nice that all the people that i've kind of heard of and have, have listened to music for a couple of years now it's nice to be becoming more familiar with them as people and it is nice it's it's because that, that's what that's what's what's the fun part of music is playing in a community yeah. And, yeah it looks like we're almost out of time is there anything that you would want people to know or you would like t- to say buy all of our music now <laughs> stream everything <laughs> uh, i mean i i'll speak for myself and i'll speak for the whole i mean i'm you can speak for the whole you band, can speak for the band. and if you don't if i don't like it i'm gonna stop okay yeah uh, at least for me it's just you know making music something we love to do we're very passionate about it uh and we're just doing it because we we enjoy like i don't know it's just an outlet that I feel like regardless if anyone's listening, I'm going to be doing doing it either way. And so if there's people out there who are enjoying it, uh, we're just very appreciative of that. And we'd appreciate if you went and gave, gave it a listen, if you're listening to this. That, that's listen. a great way to put it. I mean, it's good, but I think we just want like to party and, <laughs> and to drink beer. Like if you can, if, if, I don't care if you like our music, just buy us Stros. <laughs> Cut that. You got to cut that. Yeah, out. you got to cut that. I can't go. That's a clear product. Place. We are not affiliated with Stroh's in any sense. Although we'd like to. All right. Well, thank you guys for coming on Racket Night. Here is Secondary Colors with Blinding Glare.
secondary colors with look good, feel good. listening to Rock at Night. The introductory song, Get On Down, is from blues artist Billy, Billy Bass Alford. Look for his music at ReverbNation.com. 